0: hi everyone welcome back to a new on my mind podcast episode i am in such a good mood today and i'm so happy you're here i'm happy to be chatting with you all i had such a summer type of day i had like a little brunch and beach date with one of my friends it's actually a newer friend that I made, which is kind of crazy for me to say because I remember a while ago, I was like, at this point in my life, I feel like I'm not going to make any new friends. I don't really know how to approach even making new friends. It's a weird thing to kind of navigate, especially because I'm not in a work situation where, you know, I have co-workers that could possibly be friends. I'm not really in school where I would make college friends or anything. So I always just kind of felt like I don't know, not that I didn't believe that I could make new friends, but I kind of just didn't foresee that happening, and so lately, female friendships have just been so fulfilling to me, and that's been something that I am honestly just so happy about. There's nothing better than a supportive female friendship, and it's kind of crazy because I've talked about this before, but I went through a period where I was just alone a lot, and I wouldn't really... Go. I don't want to say out of my way because it wasn't like out of my way, but I wouldn't really seek out making new friends or put in and pour in that effort into maintaining them or making them. And so lately, a really big theme in my life has kind of been pouring back into friendships that make me feel good and I don't know it's been so so nice so we had a little day together it was sunny out we went to this new brunch spot that neither of us had been to before and it was really good we caught up we chatted it was only our I think like fourth or fifth time hanging out And I was telling her this. I was like, I'm so grateful for your friendship and I'm really excited to see how our friendship grows because to me, I really, really want to pour more into my friends. And it's been really, really nice to do that. So we had a lovely little beach day. We swam in the ocean, which felt so good. Laid out in the sun for a little bit, which always hits the spot. I honestly haven't had chill beach day in a while every time i've been going to the beach it's been to kind of do something or get something done to do a shoot or something and so i haven't really had like a relaxing fun you know just like a chill beach day so it was very very nice we also tried this new little cafe we got some coffee the vibes in there were very good so overall i'm just having one of those days where i look back on the day and i'm like wow that was so fun So anyway, that's kind of why I'm in a great mood right now. I took a post-beach shower. You guys know that hits. I feel like in the summertime, nothing is better than spending a day in the sun, going to like the beach or the water, the lake, wherever you live, whatever you have, and then going back showering and like getting ready to go to dinner. I just, oh, I don't know. I'm not going anywhere tonight. (laughs) I don't have any plans after recording this, but I don't know. I just love that feeling of spending a day in the sun, coming back, showering. I just... That boosts my mood so much. I feel like I definitely need to prioritize doing stuff that makes me feel so happy because I honestly woke up in kind of a weird mood today. And then after doing that and hanging out with my friend, my mood has just been so uplifted. The past few days have been very busy for me. And so to kind of have a chill day where I'm not really doing too much was very much needed. I haven't really had too much work-life balance recently, which is normal because sometimes there are seasons where, you know, there's not that much play. There's just work. But speaking of work, it's not even like I'm not even mad about it because this past week was so, so special. If you listened to my last podcast episode, then you would have heard me announce this, but I am starting my own business, Sun Glow. And this week on Monday was our shoot day. And I had three of my friends... Come and model with me, which was so special. And one of my really close friends, who's a photographer, got to shoot the collection. My mom was there helping video it. It was just such a special day. I have not seen anyone in the products that I designed until this point. And so it was so crazy to see my friends trying on the stuff and modeling it. I was like, wow, this is actually insane. And speaking of female friendships, I just, I was so grateful because they were so supportive, so excited for me, which. Made me just so grateful that I have people like that in my life. And so it was just a very special day to get to shoot that collection. I am really happy that the vibe of the group was just so uplifting. And I feel like that is really going to show in the videos and the photos because I don't know, it just felt very much so girl supporting girls, women empowering women. And it was so amazing to feel like that was mine. You know, like that is my collection that I'm launching and to have some of my favorite people there helping me and supporting me and modeling was so crazy. It's just been Nuts so this past week has been filled. I think I did like four different little shoots for sun glow for the launch If you want to check out the instagram i've been posting a lot on there. It's at shop sun glow. We're launching in july like mid late july I will let you guys know the date very very soon actually when you're listening to this. It's already july So happy new month. How crazy is that? I'm recording this on the 30th of june So tomorrow is july 1st, but it is just insane to me It's insane to me how the days kind of go slow But the months and the years go by so quickly. I don't know if that makes sense because every day kind of, you know, I don't wanna say drags on. That's not how I feel, but I feel like the days go by at a normal pace. But like when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, the months, the weeks are flying by. It's also just nuts that I have officially lived in my own apartment. I've officially been moved out for six months now. I am literally halfway through my lease, which is so crazy because it really doesn't feel like that. And I am pretty positive that I'm going to be extending this lease because now that it's been six months, I'm like, holy shit, I only have six months left here of my lease. And I don't know. I feel like my time here isn't done yet. I honestly do not want to move (laughs) anytime soon because this place was a labor of love to furnish, to decorate, and it just feels so homey now. And now that I have been really creating like a routine... I haven't really been on a routine, but I feel like I've had a really great experience here so far, and I'm really creating this new life for myself, which is, it's just nuts because I remember at the beginning of the year, it was just so hard to leave my family and live on my own. There's so many adjustments that were made and change in my life, and now I just look back and I'm like, wow, if only I knew how good it was going to get. You know, there's been plenty of bad days. There's been plenty, well, not even bad days, just like bad moments as, you know, in life there is. And there's been a lot of times where I just feel so lonely and I miss my family. I miss living at home, but overall I have just felt so at peace living here. And I don't know, it just, it's crazy that I've been here for six months. I've officially lived alone for six months. I never thought the day would come. Oh, this is going to sound dramatic, but I honestly feel like I'm entering a new era of myself just with, I don't know, me starting this business and making more friends i just it feels i don't know i i have a good feeling about the next few months i'm really excited for them i'm just so grateful for this past week especially because i don't know to see the sunglow first launch collection coming to life has been so special And it went by so fast, which is funny because up until like last week when all of this was being planned, I was like, okay, I have a shoot Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I have lots to do for this. I was feeling very stressed and anxious about it, especially about the big shoot with my friends because that is like the main shoot that we did. I, fun fact, it's not that fun for me, but I tend to catastrophize situations before they happen. And this has been a very common thing for me in many areas of life where something is approaching you know it doesn't even necessarily have to be something bad or scary approaching like a scary doctor's appointment or something but even something as exciting as having my friends come together to model my sun glow collection i was like freaking out about it and there was so many nerves and i tend to get really anxious before things happen and then it happened and it went by boom in an instant and i looked back and i was like oh my gosh why did i freak myself out so much about this And every time that this happens to me where something's coming up and then it happens, I always look back and I'm like, why was I so nervous? Why was I so anxious? I went through all of that stress. And so lately when I feel myself getting nervous about something or anxious, I remind myself, I was like, you know what? It's going to come. It's going to pass. And I need to learn to just let things come. And instead of trying to think about every possible outcome that could happen at the situation, because I really tend to create scenarios in my head, you know, that typically don't even happen, but I like to almost be prepared for the worst. And so I plan out all these different things that could go wrong or even go right. And I just really freak myself out about things before they happen with so many different things. I don't know why I do this, but I do. It used to be really bad. And I realized after this happening so many times and after coming out of the other end of that thing happening and it being all okay, I was like, you know what, I'm over this because it's just creating so much stress and anxiety in my life. I tell myself now, whenever I feel this feeling coming on before something approaches or before the date of something approaches, I tell myself, you can be nervous and stressed and anxious about it the day of, but I'm not gonna spend weeks or days anymore doing this. You know, it's okay to be nervous about something or have these anxious feelings on the day of. Like, I am done wasting my time stressing about things before they happen because typically, like I said, I catastrophize things. I think up of all these scenarios that could happen and I freak myself out. I'm like, holy shit, what if this happens? What if, what if, what if? And I remember reading somewhere a while ago, someone was talking about anxiety and how you can differentiate it from a gut feeling that something's going to happen and this person was saying that when it's an anxious thought you think of it as what if this happens or i don't know and then something along the lines of that i know i'm not really making too much sense sorry about that but then she was explaining how a gut feeling is something you know it's not like a what if so yeah i don't know where this conversation was taking me but i remember the first time i thought of this Like whole thing in my head where I was like, you know what? I can worry about things the day of but not for weeks and months and days prior because it's a waste of my time and energy The first time I thought of this was when I think it was 2016 or 2017 when I got my wisdom teeth out And I remember being so nervous about that. I guess it's a surgery, right? A dental surgery I was so nervous about getting knocked out about the pain, whatever And I remember telling myself I was like, okay, you know what? I am not like even in the days leading up to this dental surgery, I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm just going to continue as usual. And then I'll allow myself to freak out and be anxious and be stressed the day of because that makes, you know, a little more sense. And so I did that method and I was like, huh, I did not waste all of my time and energy and days leading up to this freaking out. I kind of just saved it for the day of and it saved me a lot of stress in the days leading up to it. So I've really been trying to apply that to situations lately, which has been very helpful for me. So if you're someone who also tends to overthink a situation or freak out about something before it even happens, maybe try that uh, approach to the situation. Maybe it'll help. Another little life update. I feel really inspired lately, which is a big deal to me because I feel like for a while, I, I didn't even realize this until recently, but subconsciously, I think for a little bit now, I have really just been going through the motions of creating and what I do, and I didn't really realize that I've kind of not lost my passion for it because I do love doing it, but like I said, just kind of going through the motions, not being really excited about anything, but recently with this whole Sun Glow launch, I have... Resparked my passion for creation and behind-the-scenes stuff because at the shoot that we did, I modeled a little bit with the girls here and there, but a lot of the time I was recording stuff or taking photos, taking behind-the-scenes and, you know, kind of just directing and being kind of like a behind-the-scenes creative, like, let's stage this, let's have them do this. And I had so much fun doing that. I've never really been able to do that just because usually I'm the one kind of on the other end of things where I'm modeling something or, you know, kind of like in front of the camera, in front of the video. And I did not realize how much I love doing the creative stuff behind all of that. I realized this when I was editing a video that's gonna be posted a few days before the Sun Glow launch. And oh my gosh, I had so much fun editing this video. Even just like directing it, I had this story, this creative story that I wanted to create. And so we've got tons of clips on my camcorder, and the next day, I imported all the footage. I spent quite a little bit, maybe a little too long, finding the perfect song. I put this really cool, kind of like, vintage filter vibe on it, and I started editing. And I was like, holy shit, I have not been this passionate about editing in so long. And I didn't even realize that, because like I said, I feel like I've just been going through the motions of doing things, but with this, there was just a fire ignited in me and I was having so much fun. It wasn't like dreadful, it wasn't annoying. I just had pure fun and bliss editing this little Sun Glow launch edit. It's like a two minute video and I finished it. I finished the video. I was like crying from joy. I was like, holy shit, like there's my passion. I haven't seen her in a while, but here it is. So it's been really cool to kind of have that reignited because I've been doing what I do for a while it's very easy to just fall into, okay, first I do this and then I do this, done. And kind of just, like I said, going through the motions of things. I guess because there hasn't been like a change in that in so long, you know, I've been doing this for eight years now. I haven't had something new to do. And so with Sun Glow, I'm kind of starting from scratch here and I get to have a creative vision again. I feel like when I do things for my own personal brand, like, you know, my own YouTube channel or my own Instagram, it's like me that I'm doing it. But with Sunglow, I'm like, this is a brand. I'm creating a vision. I'm creating a story. And it just, it feels different. Even though I'm essentially doing the same thing, you know, filming, editing, creating, it definitely does feel different. And I don't know. I just feel so inspired again. And I'm so excited to work on this more. I don't know. I thought I'd share because it's a new endeavor for me. I'm more excited than nervous. The nerves are definitely there. You know, I don't really know how this is going to go. I don't exactly know what I'm doing. I'm kind of just figuring it out along the way. But to have that fire in me again, this inspiration, I am just... Over the moon about it. And I'm really excited to do more for it because, like I said in my last podcast, I really want this brand to have longevity. I want to grow with it. And I really am looking forward to doing more behind the scenes stuff for it. Anyway, enough business talk. I don't know if any of you care, but I thought I'd share. I guess it's time to get into today's episode. I know why you guys clicked on this, I know why you're listening. (laughs) We all like to hear other people's embarrassing stories because when it's not you going through that situation and it's someone else and you get to hear about it you get all the comedy all the enjoyment all the entertainment and none of the embarrassment. So, today's episode, I am reading your most embarrassing stories. I asked you all to write in, and you guys did not disappoint. I feel like this episode is going to be so fun. I've really been enjoying doing story time type of episodes and reading what the listeners, what you guys are writing in. It's been really fun, and I feel like you guys like it too. Obviously, I'm still going to do my own, like, solo episodes and my own thing alongside of this, but these are just so fun to record, and I feel like they're so fun to listen to as well. I am so inspired by the What We Said podcast girlies, JC and Chelsea. They kind of are like the blueprint for this. Honestly, they do so many episodes like this, so I've got to give credit to them because when I listen to their episodes that are similar to this, I am cackling in my car. I am having the most fun time, and so I was like, you know what? I should do this for my own podcast, so here we are. Today I'm reading all of your most embarrassing stories. If you wanna participate in future episodes like this, make sure you follow the Instagram for the podcast at my mindpod. Whenever I do episodes like this, I post it on my Instagram story. Tell you guys to write into the email. And so if you want to participate in the future, definitely follow me on there so you know. Before we get into this episode, I feel like I need to preface this because this is something that I have heard about recently and I really have internalized and I agree with. And I'm going to share it with you because I feel like it's kind of relevant to the episode. Stick with me here because (laughs) it's a bit of a concept, but basically embarrassment doesn't exist. You do not have to experience embarrassment if you choose not to. If something happens to you that's embarrassing, you don't have to be embarrassed about it. I don't know if this makes sense. I feel like I need to refer to Google to kind of clarify this for me. This is definitely a concept I learned on tiktok so i'm not gonna sit here and act like (laughs) this is my own original thought but i definitely agree with it and i was like oh my gosh this is such a good way to frame things essentially embarrassment is a fake feeling and doesn't exist so what you do if you feel like you just did something embarrassing you just choose not to be embarrassed by it wow what a concept ava (laughs) this might like make sense to you this might make total sense or it's absolutely gonna make none i don't know But when I heard of this, I was like, wait, that's actually so true. Because if something happens to me, I can literally laugh it off or just not care. I don't have to be embarrassed about something. If someone else sees an embarrassing thing happen to me, I can just choose to not be embarrassed. I don't know if it's as easy as that. I haven't had, oh, knock on wood. I haven't had something embarrassing to me happen in a while. Actually, you know what? It probably has. I've just kind of changed my mindset about it. And honestly... When embarrassing things do happen, the truth of the matter is no one probably remembers it but you. I don't know if that brings you any comfort, but for me, when I think about like a specific person in my life, I cannot remember one instance where I was like, ooh, that's embarrassing for them. And I, I'm i pretty sure the same would go for anyone else if they thought about me. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think people think about you as deeply as you think about yourself. Like when you think something embarrassing happens to you, you're like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. They're going to think about this forever like, if you think about someone specific in your life, can you actually remember anything embarrassing that happened? No. And there probably was something. So I thought I would just mention this because for anyone who wrote in, there were some really embarrassing stories out there, but you know what? You don't have to be embarrassed. I'm pretty sure no one remembers it or if they do remember it, they probably don't care as much as you do. I don't know if that's helpful to hear, but thank you to everyone who has submitted stories for the sake of the On My Mind podcast listeners entertainment and my entertainment. Let's begin. Hi Ava, first I wanted to say that I love your videos and was so excited when you started your podcast. It's amazing, I'm obsessed. Thank you queen. So here's my story. I was in high school and I was in a very religious Catholic school. Oh, I already know where this story's heading. And so there were some nuns working there. So my boyfriend wanted to buy some school material, so he went to the store in the school that sold that material, and the store was ruled by a nun. My boyfriend was buying something, and when he takes the money to pay, the condom slips out of the wallet and fell on the floor. I was shocked and had no reaction when I saw it. I just tried to get my boyfriend to notice. He didn't, but the nun did. And she looked to the floor because she realized I was looking at something. And when she did, my boyfriend realized what was happening and put his foot on top of the condom so she wouldn't see it. I don't know if she saw or not, but still, I was so dumb. I had no reaction at all. Thank God my boyfriend did. Here's my story. Love you, Ava. Oh gosh, not the nun. (laughs) That is just a highly uncomfortable situation. You know, in front of anybody like if that were to happen in front of anybody minus like maybe your friends but to happen in front of a nun when you go to like a very religious school i'm pretty sure that's not something you're quote unquote supposed to be doing but hey you know what at least you're being safe i'm so sorry i'm pretty sure the nun probably saw it it could have been worse question mark <laughs> okay moving on to the next one. First, i wanted to start off and say i love your podcast i'm so glad you decided to start on my mind love listening every wednesday Two, here is my most embarrassing story. Let me set the scene. Concrete, crowded, school stairs, plus me carrying my backpack, a cup of coffee, and long shoelaces. Okay, I definitely think we know where this story is going. (laughs) This staircase gets very crowded with so many people. I was walking behind a guy who had his backpack strap on the ground. My mind was like, don't step on that backpack because you will trip. So I changed my footing, which didn't help. Instead, it caused me to fall down at least four to five stairs in front of everyone. And yes, coffee went everywhere. Ava, when I tell you everyone was laughing like it was a movie scene. The sad thing is no one asked if I needed help. I ended up hyperextending my thumb. On the bright side, I now joke about it all the time with my friends saying, oop, that was a moment. And to this day, now go to a different staircase. Thanks for reading, love your clumsy fan." Honestly, I feel like some shit would happen like this to me too. I can't tell you how many times I've tripped going upstairs, going downstairs. So you're not alone. First of all, that's so rude that no one asked (laughs) to like help you. But honestly, in my mind, sometimes when I see someone like trip and fall to the ground, I don't know if they want attention caused to it in a way. And so there's been times when I've seen this happen and like, I don't say anything. But if I knew they were hurt, I would say something. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes when I trip, I don't want anyone to come to my rescue. I'm just like, leave me be. Do not think of this. Do not speak of this. Leave me alone. So I don't know. Hopefully it wasn't with ill intent that no one you know, wanted to help you. Um, I actually have my own <laughs> little story that's kind of like this but it wasn't really it's not really in public it's at my parents' house. We have carpeted stairs. There's like two flights of it. There's a flight of stairs, a landing, and then another flight. And this has happened to me multiple times. Like this is not a one-time occurrence, but every time I would wear socks and I would be going down the stairs, oh my gosh, the amount of times I have literally slipped on the carpet and like thudded down the stairs, you know, not in a cute, graceful, like, oopsies, I fell, but like a like, I'm literally rolling down the stairs. It sounds like someone is dying. And my mom or dad would be like yelling to me from another room, like, are you okay? And I'm just like sitting there either crying because my ass hurts or like laughing. And moral of the story, I think everyone has an embarrassing tripping on stairs story. So hopefully that makes you feel less alone. You know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, I should probably give back to the community here and share my own embarrassing story because I can't just like, you know, read listeners and not put in my own two cents on something embarrassing that has happened to me. The first thing that comes to my mind, because you know what, to be honest, maybe it's a trauma response, but I really try to block most embarrassing moments out of my head because they will haunt me for the rest of my life. But one I remember very vividly to set the scene. I'm a kindergartner. Very cute you know, my mom used to do my hair for school, used to dress me. Actually, she didn't used to dress me because I had to wear a uniform. Ugh, that's a whole other story. But I just remember being so traumatized because I was going up to my teacher to ask something and I called her mom. And I know that doesn't sound like the end of the world, but I just remember feeling this like innate fear and embarrassment. And I was like, I just called my teacher mom. Like, I don't know why that is genuinely the worst thing ever you know i feel like it would maybe be worse if i was fully like in high school and called teacher mom i would never return to school looking back it was probably like cute to her that a little kindergartner was calling her mom but i don't know i feel like that has happened to most people maybe it's not but i've talked to a few people when this has like randomly come up and i feel like it's kind of part of the human experience to accidentally call a teacher mom or dad i don't know why that's like the worst thing ever and i don't know why something from kindergarten that wasn't even that bad still i still think about it and i know my teacher doesn't think about it so why do i it haunts me anyway that's my little story i know it's not that bad but like i said i block most embarrassing moments out of my head one time me and my three other friends wanted to see how condoms work we were 11 or 12 years old but none of us had one So, we went naturally to the school nurse. We didn't want her to know that we wanted condoms, so we just asked random questions. Later on in the conversation, someone knocked on the door. The nurse opened the door, and she said she will be back in five minutes. So, when she went out of the room, naturally, we started to look after some condoms. So, they started to look. Okay. We went through every cabinet she had and when we finally found the cabinet full of condoms and we had our hands full of them, she walked in and she just stood there in the door opening and said, what are you doing? And I just panicked and said, I was just looking for some bandages. When I tell you I was tomato red in the face, OMG. After that, she gave us a look that I will never forget. When I look back at it, it wasn't so embarrassing, but let me just say it was an adrenaline kick. Thank you for listening. If you did love your podcast, girl, sending love. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm pretty sure because when you're 11 or 12, what? You're in fifth grade, fourth grade. I'm pretty sure she wasn't thinking anything other than they're just silly little children curious because, you know, if you were maybe in high school looking for some, it'd be a different story. She'd be like, I know exactly why you're looking for them. I know what's going on, but you were young. This is the second condom story that we've had. I have many, many embarrassing stories, first starting with when I came home excited to see my dog after a long day. I picked him up and put him up high like one would do with a baby. I screamed, hi, Oliver, and as I was making an O shape, he decided to... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. I screamed, hi, Oliver, and as I was making an O shape with my mouth, he decided to start peeing in my mouth. I often use this story to break the ice with new friends, TBH. Girl, how do you recover from that? Oh, my, you know, obviously it's not the dog's fault, because sometimes when I go home to see my dog or I get him really hyped up and excited, he'll start, like, accidentally peeing. Like, I think it just kind of like shoots out or drips out because of excitement. But the fact that, I can't even think of that. I can't, I choose not to ask certain questions. Like, what did you do after? How did you react? What did you, wh- there's so many follow-up questions to this that we don't have the answers to, but oh my gosh, I'm actually reading the <laughs> the subject line of this email. And it says, ever wonder what pee tastes like? <laughs> Girl, I don't want to (laughs) know. Hi, Ava. I have a lot of embarrassing stories, but this one haunted me throughout middle school. My sixth grade year, I was in the Spanish class and didn't have many friends in that class, so I stuck mainly to myself. One day, we had to get up in front of the class and do a presentation, so I nervously walked to the front and present. After class, I went to the bathroom in between classes to find out that I had bled through. I'm not talking spotting. My entire pair of shorts were ruined. It was covering the entire back and front of my pants. Nobody told me about it and nobody offered me a pad or tampon. I wrapped my jacket around my waist and cried the entire way home. I love you so much. Thank you for always making me smile. P.S. I obviously know now that periods are normal, but at the time it was horrifying for little me. That's actually the worst because... I feel like this situation happens to so many people who get periods and it's just the worst when no one says something. Because for me, one of my morals that I will stick to, even if it's a stranger, even if I don't know this person, if I notice that you know they're bleeding through their pants, it's, it's, it's girl code to say something. If you see something, say something. Keep that energy with periods. But I can imagine how horrifying that is because I feel like, especially when you're in middle school, Everything feels like the end of the world. And I don't know, even just like in a school setting, like even if this were to happen in high school or something, you just feel so embarrassed and ashamed, which I hate because periods are like a normal part of life and they're natural. And we all know what it's like to bleed through a pad or a tampon or like your underwear and you can see it. And that's the worst feeling ever. So, oh, I I hate that there's like embarrassment around this, but I get it because I would feel the same too. But little PSA to anyone who gets periods out there, just know that if something like this happens, it's okay, it's normal, it's natural. We need to normalize this happening. And if you see this happening to another person, tell them. Hi Ava, before I get into this juicy story, I just wanted to let you know you are doing amazing work and we are also proud of you. That is so sweet. Anyway, here's my most embarrassing story. One night, I was hanging out with a guy that I had feelings for. I thought the feelings were mutual, so I wanted to be an epic girl boss and make the first move, which was the worst idea I've ever had. As soon as I started to lean in for a kiss, he immediately rolled his seat all the way back and started laughing. I was so embarrassed, I just wanted to go home, but for some reason, he still wanted to stay out even after that happened. We ended up never hanging out again until one time I saw him at a bar a couple of months after. He came up to me and in front of all his friends and my friends told that story. Long story short, I blocked him on everything and I have yet to see or talk to him since. Okay, first of all, that is his loss. Second of all, good for you for shooting your shot. I know it's actually the worst when you get shot down, but hey, it was an epic girl boss move and I feel like usually you won't get rejected, but clearly it's just kind of weird that like you guys were hanging out one-on-one and if you felt like the vibe was like that, It's probably because the vibe was like that. So who knows why he acted like so. But personally, I think you're a queen for doing that. Don't stop making the first move, girl. Hi Ava, I absolutely love you and your podcast and I'm so proud of how far you've come. What did I do to deserve you guys? Literally, you guys are the sweetest people on this earth. Okay, let's keep reading. Here's my embarrassing story. When I was eight years old, I was at a church group and I really needed to fart, but I thought no one would hear it because everyone was talking. Little did I know the whole room went silent and everyone turned and stared at me. Never been more embarrassed, lol. Honestly, like (laughs) when I was reading through these emails, there were probably 30, 40 farting stories and you know, we've all been there. We've all been there, whether you want to admit it or not you know you farted in public it's it's normal okay i know it's like feels uncomfortable and it's kind of the worst when it happens to you and other people notice bye it literally feels like the end of the world trust me i've been there too uh but mm, yeah i don't really know what else to say to that but hey if it makes you feel better i'm pretty sure no one else remembers this happening so try not to let it haunt you in your nightmares queen I was in the supermarket and needed to quickly grab some whipping cream. When I grabbed it, the one behind fell. A big splash of whipping cream formed all over the floor. I informed someone from the store and asked if she could clean it up. She disappeared in the staff room. I decided to wait till she was back. Then a neighbor that I barely knew said hi to me. I wanted to inform her about the whipping cream, but I was too late. She slipped on her back and the whipping cream was all over her clothes and she clearly had a pain everyone in the store saw it happened. And I, I was really embarrassed, but at the same time, I couldn't hold my laugh. When I walked home with my friend who waited outside for me, I told her the story and we both got the giggles and the neighbors passed us. (gasps) Girl, what if she got injured? You would be in a lawsuit. Um, that is embarrassing, (laughs) but also like, I feel like that probably was more embarrassing for your neighbor than it was for you because you got to witness all of this happening. Like you did, you were not the one who fell and slipped on the floor. I don't know why that I have like this worst fear of me when I'm on any surface. Like you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that grocery store floors have this very like slippery type surface. It is my biggest fear to have a whole basket of things and then My foot slips out from under me, everything goes flying, all my groceries go flying all over the store. I land on my back, I paralyze myself. I don't know why this is like a fear that I have. So, this story did not help that. So, now I will be more cautious, but thanks for sharing. Hi, Ava. This story is really embarrassing, so bear with me. When I was in kindergarten, I was a shy girl. I had like maybe one or two friends, but I was even embarrassed to talk to my teacher. So one day I really had to go to the bathroom, but I was too scared to ask my teacher to go. Eventually I peed myself. I was sitting in a chair, one of those hard plastic chairs your hair got stuck in. Oh, I know exactly what kind of chair you're talking about, girl. So I was literally sitting in a pool of pee and was terrified to say anything. Eventually my teacher noticed and I started crying. Our student teacher walked me to the nurse and she had to carry this chair (laughs) filled with Needless to say, I'm an extrovert now and ask to go to the bathroom when I need to. Love your videos and tune into the podcast every week. Oh my gosh, not the teacher's aide having to like carry your pee-filled chair as you walk. That's like the walk of shame. Oh my gosh. At least this was in kindergarten. If this happened when you were in middle school or high school, this would probably haunt you more than it does now. But I feel like when you're in kindergarten things like that happen in a way. I feel like that would be more common. You know what? That actually makes me feel bad because if you chose to pee yourself, like you chose to do that, the fact that you had to resort to that because you were so nervous to say something, I'm glad you have gotten over that and you worked through it. Now you're an extrovert. We love to hear it. At least you have a good story now. If there's one moral of any of these stories that I'm reading right now, at least you guys have a good story to tell. Hi Ava, get ready for a wild ride. Only because you have a special place in my heart, I'm sharing this awful embarrassing gem of a story with you. And yes, you may go on to share it with countless other people, but it's anonymous, so we're all good. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate your vulnerability. It was the summer of 2018 and I just graduated from high school. My best friend and two of our other close friends at the time decided to have a get-together before we went off to college. My friend hosted at his apartment and he provided food, games, and of course, lots of alcohol. None of the four of us really had much to drink before, as we shouldn't have because we were literally 17 and 18 at the time. So obviously things took a rough turn after each of us probably had 9 to 10 shots in total. 9 to 10? I am like on the floor after like four or five so nine to ten shots is a lot we all threw up at different times. oh i i i'm like low-key emetophobic, and so the reading this is making me uncomfortable but i'm gonna continue we all threw up at different times after my best friend puked on the rug i was like oh shit i'm next so i ran into the bathroom kneeled in front of the toilet and puked and then stayed there for like an hour throwing up on and off After a while, my other friend comes into the bathroom to check on me, he was a real one, and we ended up opening up to each other about past trauma and our emotions and other deep shit and crying as we held each other's hands for emotional support, hey, be like that. (laughs) And then, all of a sudden, he also throws up, mid-sob, still holding my hand, into the shower. The toilet was still occupied by me. That is pretty intense. I hope you guys are still close after that because that is like a trauma bonding experience. But that's not even the worst of it. I don't remember much after because I legit blacked out over the toilet my head rested on the seat. As I woke up, probably at 4am, I stand up and I think, what the actual F-U-C-K, I had pooped my pants. Yes, drunk and blacked out over a toilet, I had legitimately shit myself. Oh my gosh. I took my pants off and had to wash my pants in his sink. Thank God I had an extra pair of clothes because I had obviously planned to sleep over. After washing my pants and cleaning up best I could while still drunk, I stumbled out of the bathroom, found a blanket and pillow, and fell asleep on the couch. Please don't judge me, lol. I'm a changed woman now, and legit nothing like this has happened since. I've learned my lesson the hard way. None of us here are going to judge you. If anything, thanks for sharing the story. Love the podcast and love the videos. Can't wait for the launch of Sun Glow. So proud of you. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. But honestly, even a bigger thank you for sharing this story because I would be so traumatized. The only way that could have been worse was if someone saw that happen. At least only you know it happened. Well, now we know too, but you know, it could have been worse. Other people could have found out. Other people could have tried to wake you up and they would have discovered you. So, hey. I don't know if you told them what happened. Maybe I'm hoping you didn't because I honestly wouldn't say anything, (laughs) but thanks for sharing. That is deeply personal. Hey, Ava, thought I'd submit my embarrassing story for your podcast. It's pretty entertaining. I went to a pond with my crush and we were standing on the dock. We decided to have a diving competition off the dock into the water. He told me to go first so I stand on the dock ready to dive in as he's watching me to judge my dive. As I dive into the water my swimsuit bottoms fell down to my ankles and I frantically pulled them back up. The water was clear and he was supposed to be judging my dive so I can just imagine the fear in his eyes lol. It was one of those things where I didn't know if I should bring it up or not so I decided to ask if he saw my bare butt. He said he didn't but to this day I'll walk past him in the halls and think about it constantly. Oh my gosh you know what even if the water was clear I feel like because there's movement in the water if he saw your bare ass he wasn't getting like the full picture of it okay it was probably diffracted you know you can't really fully see something when you're out of the water that's happening under the water even if it's clear if this makes you feel better (laughs) that's probably the the only body part that could get flat well not the only body part but that's one of the few body parts that could get flashed to someone that's not that surprising because everyone knows what a butt looks like, okay? There's nothing that different between butts. For the most part, they've all, they've all got a crack. So they all essentially kind of look the same. Um, but thank you for sharing your traumatic moment with us. What's up, Ava? <laughs> I got a couple stories for you, but if you only have time for one, read the second. Okay, let's scroll to the second because we've got lots of stories to get through. This next story took place freshman year. I'm a senior now. So I had a huge crush on this boy in my year and everyone knew it. For my basketball secret Santa, my friend had got me a framed photoshopped picture of my crush and I getting married. I thought it was the funniest thing ever and so I left it in my room and put it on my nightstand. A couple days go by and I kind of forget I had it on my nightstand and I posted a picture or video, something on my private story and little did I know the picture was in the back of the video, like very, very visible. I had this guy in my private story. He was kind of my friend, kind of not, but he asked to be on it. This guy took a screenshot of my story and I was a little confused about it because I didn't realize the picture was in the back. I soon get a notification that my crush was typing. Obviously, I got excited because he was texting me, but then I saw what he said. He had sent me a picture of my private story and zoomed into the picture of my nightstand. He didn't say anything. He just sent a bunch of, it's the emoji where the face is just like, really, bitch? WTF. So he didn't say anything. He just sent a bunch of those emojis. I tried explaining the story to him about how I got it as a present, but he wouldn't listen to me. I was mortified after he said, yeah, yeah, I get the story, but why is it on your nightstand? (laughs) Still humiliated talking about this to this day. I also have so many more stories about this one, dude. So if you do read this and make a part two, I'll talk more. Thank you for reading this, Ava. I love you and your channel. I love you too. And that, mm, that would make me end End it all. I, no. It's just the fact that you guys weren't that close where it could be like this funny joke. He probably saw that and he was probably terrified for his life. He's like, what is going on? I am terrified. (laughs) It's also just funny that you put it on your nightstand. (laughs) But also on, on another note, clearly he was highly examining your private story for him to notice that because if he was just tapping through and he didn't give a shit about what you posted, he probably wouldn't have noticed. So, hey, He probably was heavily stalking you, and that probably was a little bit of a turnoff for him, (laughs) but it happens, question mark? Hi, Ava. I absolutely love you and love everything you do. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. So I was a senior in high school and just had sex with my boyfriend for the first time without a condom, and I was in my room texting a friend about how nervous I was and everything afterwards, per pregnancy, lol. And every time I got a text from my friend, I heard a ping in the living room, but I didn't think much of it. Then a few minutes later, my mom walks into my bedroom with her iPad mini and confronted me about the messages. (laughs) My messages showed up on her iPad and she read everything. I was mortified and she was shocked. Long story short, I got on birth control, got my own iCloud account so this would never happen again and didn't talk to my parents for six months. Hands down the most embarrassing and traumatizing event of my life. Love you again. How do you recover from that? How does your relationship with your mom recover from that? Obviously, I'm sure it has. I'm pretty sure that was probably a shock to her, but oh, I, I can't imagine how you, actually, I can't imagine how you felt. I would I would poop my pants and question my entire existence, but hey, you made it through. She didn't kill you because here you are writing it about this story. That would leave me traumatized for life though. So my peace goes to you my prayers go to you. Hello, Ava. If you are reading this, I love the podcast so much and you're my comfort person anyway. So let's start, shall we? Yes, Queen, let's start. So this happened in sophomore year of high school. I was in urgent need to go to the bathroom during school. So I went to the restroom enjoying my number two. (laughs) A couple of hours go by and I had to stay after school for debate practice. And I saw that a couple people were giggling at me. So I was really confused as to why, but I didn't think much of it. I go home and change out of my pants, and that's when I realized I had pooped my pants at school and everyone saw. At that very moment, I was ready to dig a grave and buy a coffin, because there's no way I could go back to school. Eventually I did, and if people did notice, no one teased me about it. Moral of the story, check your pants every time you poop because you never know. I hope you enjoyed my story." I have so many questions, because, oh gosh, knock on wood again, because watch Karma come get me for asking this, but how do you poop your pants and not know? Like, did you not wipe? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. But I'm also curious, how long did you not go back to school for? Because you said, there's no way I could go back to school. Eventually, I did. Did you literally take time off of school because this happened? I mean, I wouldn't blame you if you did. But that would leave me traumatized forever. At least you learned a lesson. Always check, guys. OMG, hi, I love you. Anyways, okay. So, wow, she's getting right into it. Okay, queen. So the first time I ever went to the beach, I had just gotten the stomach flu the day before. I put on my swimsuit and everything and was walking down to the water when I shit in my swimsuit and everyone knew. We still joke about it today. Again, I love you so much and thank you for everything. (laughs) What? Well, in your defense, like you had the stomach flu. You can't control what happens, but (gasps) not in the swimsuit. You know, at least if you're wearing like whatever, underwear and jeans or shorts or something, you've got some barriers of protection, but that swimsuit, there's no hiding that. The fact that you still joke about it today, you're a beast for that because most people I feel like would never speak of it again. But like I said, great story. At least now you have a funny story to tell. Hey, Ava, love you so much and so proud of how you're growing up. Aww. I honestly feel like an older sibling to you at this point. That is so sweet. Thank you. Okay, so I've never shared this with anyone, not even my friend. Ooh you guys, we are getting the juice. Thank you for sharing with us. So in the sixth grade, my friend and I were hanging out at her house when we started playing hide and seek. And I thought, let me hide in the shower. She won't find me. Yeah. Well, someone walked in. I thought it was her. So I scrunched in the corner and then a hand reached in and turned on the shower and it was her father. And I was like, um, I'm in here. I'm sorry. We were playing hide and seek and he got mad at me. Was he like undressed for the shower? Because some people turn on the shower when they still have their clothes on. But if that happened to me, if I was like the friend hiding and, oh, hell no. Absolutely not. I would be so traumatized seeing that. I I would never show my face there again. But I'm probably, I'm sure he was more embarrassed than you were, honestly. I was hanging with a guy I liked and we were chilling and having fun. We were joking around and he started tickling me and I laughed so hard I farted in the middle of it. The both of us freeze-framed and I wanted to turn invisible. Oh, that's the worst. If there's anything I've learned about situations like this, it's the best to just keep laughing, like laugh about it. Don't freeze. Don't go silent. Don't make it... Because that just makes it more weird and it makes the situation worse. If you can just like brush it off, you know, keep laughing about it. I feel like it goes away quicker than if it just goes absolutely silent and you're like, um, <laughs> like, oh, so awkward, you know. So if this ever happens to anyone listening, just go with it. Just go with it because... If you go silent, it makes things 100% worse. Okay, we are gonna finish up this episode. I have one more to share. Hi, Ava, OMG, (laughs) I can't believe I'm sharing this. Love your pod, they lighten up my week. Anyways, I was in my sophomore year in high school, which was around four years ago, and I was at Walmart wandering around with my best friend. I live in a small town so Walmart was our peak of excitement. We were messing around trying on random clothes just being dumb teenagers. I was hella slap happy and was dying laughing at everything. We were walking down a clothing section when my friend lets out the highest pitch fart I ever heard. I collapsed over laughing and when I stood back up there was a puddle under me. I had pissed my pants laughing in Walmart. We quickly got out of there and didn't tell anyone what happened. No, that means someone came across it or like a worker girl. You should have told, you should have like told somebody and been like, oh my gosh, I think there's a puddle of pee. I just noticed it. And like, you know what? They probably looked back at the security footage and knew it was you. I don't know if that's helpful to hear. (laughs) Hey, at the end of the day, you know that you're in a good mood. You know that something's really funny if you pee yourself when you're laughing, because I tend to, you know, I'm not fully peeing myself, But if something's very funny and I am like shaking, quaking with laughter, sure, like a little, a little splash might, (laughs) why am I describing it like this? It happens. I don't think I've ever like fully would make a puddle though. So thanks for sharing. I'm sure you are traumatized and hopefully in the future, if you end up peeing on the floor in Walmart again, tell someone. (laughs) No judgment here though. Just a suggestion. Oh my gosh. So that was interesting. That was fun (laughs) again thank you all for sharing your traumatic embarrassing moments with me and with the on my mind podcast listeners we truly appreciate it we love the entertainment things only have to be embarrassing if you let them embarrass you so if anything you know now you have a good story and hey at the end of the day at least you have something fun to share with the class now let me know what other type of story time type of video or not videos episodes excuse me I'm like not a podcaster enough yet to say episodes. I keep saying videos because in my YouTube videos, I'm always like, let me know what other videos you wanna see. So anyway, do let me know if there's other topics you wanna hear. I have a whole list of, I asked on my Instagram about this a little bit ago actually and this was probably the most requested one. Who knows, maybe we'll do a part two someday, amp up the embarrassment. But again, thank you for sharing. I hope you all had fun listening. And yeah, that was all the embarrassing stories on your mind.